Hey everyone, it's a new week, a new episode of Find Your Film. This is episode 136. I am launching a surprise attack on Bruce Berkey and Eric Holmes. Bruce Berkey, I know you're tired, long day of work, driving back and forth, family, a lot of family matters. Bruce, surprise, I did not see any of these movies. So it's this is going to be yours and Eric's podcast. How do you feel about that for the next hour and a half? Are you good with that? You've seen one of the movies, right? I lied. I probably will see. I don't know. We'll see. There is a movie. That we're, we're covering two movies this week. They are called, there's a movie from Shudder called Deadstream and another movie called Project Wolf Hunting. If you want a very subtle, beautiful, quiet family film, Project Wolf Hunting is definitely not that, but we will be covering, well, I don't know, Deadstream. Let's, uh, let's go to Deadstream, Eric Holmes. A couple of thoughts before we, we dive into it in about five minutes. Deadstream, a little teaser on that movie. Uh, kind of silly, but overall pretty enjoyable. I think. Okay, um, that's that's yeah, a great way I, to describe. I, I think I, this is not to not to show my cards too much. This is probably going to be a movie that uh, some people are going to be like, "Fuck yeah," and other people are going to be like, "Fuck this." So, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll oh, see where okay. you. All right, were you effing this and that with a dead stream, Bruce Berkey? Little thoughts on that? You're gonna. You're only my nose. Only my <laughs> nose is that. <laughs> oh. Only your nose was left. I think that was an inside joke of Deadstream, which I do not get because unfortunately I did not do my job and watch that film. But thankfully we have Bruce and Eric to commandeer that review. Again, our second review will be Project Wolf Hunting. We have a couple of recommendations. We promised from last week that we were going to spotlight the filmmaker James Bridges from the movie, I guess the movie's Urban Cowboy. Sorry, Bruce, that you saw it over the weekend. I kicked the can one more time and perfect. Eric, again, are you are you a little bit frustrated that we're kicking James Bridges to the curb for one more week for a director spotlight? No, not really, because it just gives uh, more people a chance to watch him before we do cover it, and uh, I get to see Perfect for the first time. Okay, not not going to say anything, but James Bridges is still up there for me. Oh, that's a nice little teaser. I was going to say, you know, I I'm, <laughs> I'm not a dad, but I do dad jokes. I was going to say Eric Holmes is perfect. Perfect. I am perfect. Oh, you are perfect. You, so. you know what's almost perfect is that shirt you have of me in my fro, in my heavy metal fro days. It says Greg S. Where can we get that yellow Greg shirt with the <laughs> blazing? Can Where can we find it? You can go to finderfilmpodcast.com and I'll bring you to our Teespring site. And we got this shirt, which thankfully you didn't make me take down. <laughs> and uh, we got a couple more. And uh, I, I got a couple more ideas for uh other stuff that maybe we'll put on there if anyone's interested so and yeah a- again if you're part of the find your film universe but thanks to eric holmes we have mugs available we have shirts we have i guess i don't know if we have decals yet do we have decals not stickers yet i think we have shirts mugs glassware and then thanks to bruce we have a shopping cart and a shower curtain available too <laughs> right bruce you've got this uh, some kind I think of there actually cu- are stickers on there too oh there are stickers as well okay Bruce uh, sabotaging and just putting added added items and, on Find Your Film and podcast. Yes, in sir. Honor, in honor of the new Hellraiser, there's a special Hellraiser oh. shirt on there, too. I forgot <laughs> about that. Right. There's a Bruce per- well, a Perk Razor, if you will. Perk Razor. Yes. Yes. Oh, by the way, I, I yeah, Hellraiser people be nice to us. So it's, it's a nice shirt with Bruce Berkey. He is... Uh, you love the original, right? You love the original Hellraiser. Do you like that? Uh, two, what, 1987 film, Bruce? You're a fan? It's good. Okay. It's good. It's, it's not good. great. It's, it's good. not great. Okay. Hellraiser. It's good. It's not great. Eric, do you agree? Or is it great? Not good. I, I, I think it's pretty good too. Um, it's not, it's not the movie I think most people think it is. 
it's a it's a little more people under the stairs than um than what people might think uh than phantasm which i think probably people might think uh hellraiser is Okay, very cool. So that is Hellraiser. By the way, the reimagining of it, directed by David Bruckner, it will be out on Friday, October 7th on Hulu. We will be reviewing that. I will do, be doing a quick recommend on it on our other podcast, a podcast with Anderson Cowan called Cinematics. But look, Hellraiser, what do I think about it? We'll get to it. And I'll just say it right now. I recommend it. I haven't seen the original. Bruce said the original is good, not great. I think this version, directed again by David Bruckner, is pretty, pretty great. Would love to hear if you guys agree or disagree with me on this. Eric Holmes, you've been watching a lot of movies. Oh, Bruce, so you too. You guys, I don't know. If, wait, Bruce, how, you've watched 50 hours of Jeffrey Dahmer, you and Eric. What, have you guys gone down the serial killer route the, the last week? What, what are you guys doing with your time? What's going on? I mean, only probably... 12 hours. Okay. That's scary. That's scary. I don't even, the, the vote. How many hours did you spend? You look, Eric Holmes, Bruce mentioned 12 hours of Dahmer material. How many hours of bite sized Halloween material, including prepping for the interviews, have you been devoting this week? Well, as far as uh, Dahmer goes, I watched three hours too much, and we'll talk about that on cinematics. <laughs> but uh, um, for the bite sized Halloween, I've gotten through. I don't know. They're like 10 minutes each. So it's hard. I, I, I can't do the math in my head. I, I've watched a lot of them. I haven't watched all of them yet, but I will throughout the week and uh, the bite size Halloween. Um, you know, I, I, I did a boycott on Disney because of the Bob Chapek thing, but these are like 25 filmmakers that are um, LGBT, LGBTQ, uh, female filmmakers, people of color, filmmakers, bunch of different diversity. And I, you know, maybe hypocritical of me to kind of jump off the boycott to do this, but I think it's important. And there's a bunch of uh, great filmmakers and, you know, I don't feel too bad about it. So I, I will go back on the boycott after this uh, bite-sized Halloween thing is over. But for now, I think it's important to uh, give voice to help give voice to other filmmakers as much as we can on this podcast. Yes, very, very good. Eric Holmes, he's been hard at work prepping these interviews and doing these interviews with the filmmakers, some of them actors of Bite Size Halloween. You can actually catch out, catch all of these interviews on an upcoming cinema hodgepodge here on our Find Your Film podcast. More importantly, you can actually ca catch the shorts, the actual shorts currently streaming on Hulu right now by just looking, type, type in on your iPad or your TV or Fire Stick, whatever, Bite Size Halloween. There's about 25 shorts there ranging I, I think eric said 10 minutes i saw some like maybe several minutes yeah they're they're bite-sized pieces yes eric holmes I, I i would also say with uh you know first of all if you don't want to watch anything on hulu i get that and and that's perfectly fine but i would um implore anybody to check out the filmmakers involved in the bite-sized halloween shorts and maybe check out their other shorts because a lot of them are really fucking good. Like the bite-sized Halloween ones are good. And they've also done other stuff in the past that are also great. Like, I, I don't know who curated these things, but they've been fucking nailing it. So oh, very cool. good job to them. Yes. Bruce, you wanted to say something. And even though I don't have Hulu right now, I will add as a little side note, last year, one of the shorts starred Virginia Newcomb. So there you go. I mean, mm. so they're doing something right. They're doing a lot right now. And this okay, year, so they got a producer from uh, all the Jim Cummings movies. Yes. Yeah. Eric and Bruce, they love spotlighting very indie-driven 
creatively just flourishing films. Well, I, you know, we talk about curation. I'd rather curate a whole bunch of Marvel movies. What say you, Bruce, on that? <laughs> what's it, what, what say you? Are you okay, Bruce, on that? Yeah, Eric laughed on that. Uh, what? Uh, I'm just going to okay. stay neutral. Yeah. Bruce is going to stay neutral. He's saying this freaking, Switzerland. You know, Bruce is thinking once Greg Srizavasti and his afro gets on a shirt on Eric Holmes, he starts talking a lot of smack and he won't shut up. And in fact, I am going to shut up right now because there's a movie right now. We're getting into our features. There's a movie called Deadstream. It's on Shudder. I am clueless about it. I'm going to hand over the proverbial baton to Bruce Berkey to talk about what Deadstream is all about. Deadstream. Well, um, I'll be interested to see what Eric thinks of this because I know he's not generally a huge fan of found footage films. And this is a found footage film, which will turn off people, some people right off the bat. Um, I would say this is definitely an easy watch for found footage films. Just put it there to start. So it starts out Deadstream, um, directed by Joseph Winter and Vanessa Winter. I didn't check and see if they're a married couple or siblings. I don't know, but uh, they have some relationship to each other, I'm assuming. Uh, and the main star of this, playing Sean Ruddy, is Joseph Winter. So he is the star and the direct and one of the co-directors of this movie. Uh, the basic concept is this: <laughs> he is an obnoxious, kind of disgraced, demonetized uh, influencer, YouTube streamer. He likes to do extreme stuff. He likes to do things to get clicks. Uh, and they show a little montage at the beginning of all of his antics, and they're kind of. Um, I don't know, jackassy. They're kind of, I think they're making fun also of that other dude. I can't remember his name, but he got disgraced because he went to the suicide forest. Logan Paul. Yeah. Logan Paul. This guy's older than Logan Paul, but he's got, he's got some obnoxious energy. And the beginning of this movie is he's going to, he's going to try to win people back by having this live streaming event. He's going to go to a haunted house. He said it's one of his true fears is to be in a haunted house. And, uh, he should get a lot of reactions and a lot of, a lot of eye, eyeballs on his stream. And he goes in there, he sets it up and it, and it begins from there. So your enjoyment will <laughs> vary based on several fa- factors. Uh, one, uh, found footage format. Two, how much you like or di- dislike <laughs> the main character dude. Cause you're going to be looking at his face pretty much the whole movie. And three, if you like, more goofy, silly kind of horror approach, which is what this movie takes. Although I will give it some credit. It tries to also build in some actual scares and some actual jump scares. It has lots of practical effects, which I really appreciated. And they're kind of cheap and kind of cheesy, but I like that just fine. It obviously loves the original Evil Dead. It's trying to do some of that action as well, although it's pretty hard to to get up to that you know, height. Um, and, um, it's, it's just a short, you know, clean, tight, goofy, uh, haunted house kind of a thrill ride thing. So I think that this is one of those movies that is a party movie for sure. You're looking for something, a silly horror movie to throw on a Saturday night while you're all eating pizza and drinking beers. And it's, you know, it's October. I think you could do a lot worse than to throw this movie up. Okay, that's like a pretty decent, solid review mm-hmm. from Bruce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, you know, predisposed to like these kind of things, though. So <laughs> that's why I gave you all those caveats at the beginning, which we haven't said for a while. Caveat. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, some people, this is going to not be their cup of tea right out of the gate. And they're probably going to be like, I don't want to watch that. And they probably don't want to watch it. So, you know. 
Eric, were you as high on this as this was a solid, entertaining pizza and beer experience? Or maybe was it a, a little bit more for you? Or just did Bruce nail it right on the head? So found footage movies for me are, um, they have to clear a high bar uh, because I don't like them. They, they almost feel like lazy filmmaking a lot of the time. But you do get some good ones from time to time. Uh, we talked about Wolf Creek. Um, e- even though I like Wolf Creek, it's not even my favorite bobcat movie um blair witch obviously is the you know the bar that everyone needs to clear um my bar that needs to clear is capture kill release which i think is a great movie and that's found footage and so this one this one had an uphill battle um i think where this one succeeds is the main character because for me he had a strong rick moranis from ghostbusters like i i got strong lewis tolly vibes like he's kind of a He's kind of a dork, but like you, he's not, he's not evil. Like he's not a dickhead. He's just kind of a little dumb, I guess. And so I was kind of, you know, I was kind of on his side. Um, but this would be one of those movies that if you're watching it and you, if that character is grating towards you or you're not on board with it, you're going to hate this movie. Um, but if you're kind of endeared to the character, I, think this movie is really gonna really gonna land well with you and so i think that's i again this is one of those watch it for 15 minutes and if those characters like fuck this guy bail because <laughs> it's just gonna get worse but if you're watching it for 15 minutes it's like oh this guy's kind of you know he's kind of charming or kind of funny or kind of whatever um stick with it because i i think there's some good stuff here and Eric, o- what overall it- recommend Recommend, okay. Recommend from Eric. What is your rating on Deadstream? I'd, I'd probably give it, uh, this would probably be a three star banger because this is exactly, you're either in or you're out. And that's kind of what a three star banger is, I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But we'll cool. go with that. Awesome. Okay. Three for Eric, three star banger for Eric. What about you, Bruce? Uh, for me, I would say it's three and a half. Just like okay. you said, solid recommend. Um, I have fun okay. watching this. I'd watch it again, but I wouldn't go out of my way to like adore it you know hey there classmates tune in to middle class film class every monday and wednesday for weekly movie news streaming picks and one deep dive review the batman trailer there was a teaser there was a trailer trailer one trailer two final trailer i don't know if it's the same one how many trailers do we need exactly leave an email or a voicemail to join in the discussion bullshit artist yeah buddy all right You're going full Danzig. Right, I am. My my trans game has no power over me. (laughs) Speaking of a door, five-star banger, Project Wolf Hunting. Five-star banger, (laughs) Project Wolf Hunting. There is no other rating for Project Wolf Hunting. I'm laying it down. I am overruling Eric Holmes and Bruce, even though though I'm outnumbered and outclassed and outknowledged by these two. Five-star banger, Project Wolf Hunting. Now, let's go to our recommendations. Project Wolf Hunting comes out (laughs) October 7th. I love it so much. I want to cry. No, and all kidding aside, that's not actually kidding. It's directed by Kim Hong-soon. I'm going to look at my phone right now because I rarely do this. I am going to read the first paragraph of Project Wolf Hunting because there are things that I do not want us to spoil. And I know Eric and Bruce are better than me when it comes to not spoiling things. But I'm just going to start with the paragraph of what Project Wolf Hunting is about. Quote, Bloody Bedlam breaks out on the high seas in writer-director Kim Hong-soon's gnarly action thriller that pits cops versus cons aboard a cargo ship 
with a sinister secret in its hold. So think about this. Cops versus cons. Good guys versus bad guys. But there is a sinister secret aboard this cargo ship. That is the plot for Project Wolf Hunting. Oh my gosh. This is, I interviewed the director, Kim Hong Soon, I believe. And the first question I asked him, is this the bloodiest film ever in the history of cinema? And I, th- I think he said, no, there's been other films. But to me, the, I think the the body count in this movie is about 57 or 58 kills. And my goodness, it just goes for it. And it is bloody. It is violent. It The barrier to entry is if you don't like seeing blood, well, blood is actually a co-star in Project Wolf. <laughs> this, should, this should be called Project Blood Clotting, not Project Wolf Hunting. Okay, it's blood everywhere and violence everywhere. And I ate it all up. I loved it. I don't know. I never knew I would love something so gnarly and violent and blood spurting everywhere and offensive to, I'm sure, a lot of people, but it just worked for me. And I talked this movie up to Eric and Bruce. I have a feeling they're going to think I'm completely crazy for actually giving this a five star banger, but I was, this was like pure entertainment for me. Loved it every single second. And I don't want to get into spoilers, but there are, Creative decisions in this movie that are probably, some would say, absolutely bat-ish insane, but I loved it. Let's go first to Eric Holmes, your thoughts on Project Wolf Hunting. You were the last of us to see this. This is very fresh in your mind. Yeah, this uh, movie treats humans like, uh, uh, I don't know, water balloons filled with red liquid. (laughs) Someone stabbed like you are not wrong the blood is a co-star in this movie it's it's insane um the uh, this feels kind of like uh friday the 13th or resident evil on a boat and uh i, I had a lot of fun with this one i think my only drawback on it was it might have went on a little too long i i think this is 2 hours long yes you 122 know, minutes it, it, 100 yeah probably, yeah probably could have shaved off maybe uh uh 20 minutes or a half hour or so because uh, a lot of that and, and there's a bunch of action and there's a bunch of great effects but it at one point it's kind of like all right let's it, I, i've had my fill Let, let's move it along 122 i thought it, i wish it was 244 <laughs> so, but i fair enough uh, yeah um i think uh this also has like some social messages i think are kind of wonky um but that's like one of those movies that uh, where like the social message is there if you want it, but you can ignore it if it, you know if it comes off as trite to you. Um, this is just a really fun kind of uh, you know, uh, at its heart, it's kind of a slasher movie, I guess. And um, we have not gotten a good Resident Evil movie, so if you're like, hey, I want to see a good Resident Evil movie, but on a boat, well. Fuck, here you go. Watch Project Wolf Hunting because that's almost exactly what this is. I'm glad you liked it. What about you, Bruce? Oh, I liked it quite a bit too. I actually had almost the exact same reservations though that uh, Eric had. First of all, I, there's another video game I'd recommend, I'd compare this to, but I'm not going to, or it might spoil something. But uh, maybe offline, I'll, I'll tell Eric. But it's Angry very, Birds. Is it Angry Birds? It is. There's <laughs> Angry Birds in this. Uh, so the obvious things you're going to call this is what Con Water, you know, because it starts out as <laughs> that. Um, I, so, I, so I was trying to think like, well, how do we not spoil it, but tell people how bloody it is? And I think a great way to describe it is there's at one point, a character hits another character 
and there's so much blood on the floor, the character just slides across the floor on the blood because the, the, the floor is flooded with blood. So this is my reservation on this movie. First of all, the blood doesn't bother me. The, the bonkers you throw out or throw in everything and the kitchen sink into the plot. It doesn't make sense. Don't try to make too much sense out of it. It has flashbacks. Flashbacks are amazing. I could have used more of those, but my reservation is this. I think the blood level is awesome. I think it should have built up a little bit to it because I think what the problem is, is it hits a level and you're at that level and you just stay at that level. And at a point I'm like, I want to see when reveal at midpoint happens. I want to see what's happened before. That's already been crazy. Go to the next level. And I had a hard time. Sometimes it did, but sometimes it didn't go to the next level. So like there's a point one time where uh, one character uses rips a person's arm off and then beats him to with it. That's the kind <laughs> of stuff. So so when the first part is you know all people getting stabbed and beaten and, and blood just f- spraying everywhere, well the next part has to be even more. Uh, for example, uh, Dead Alive. We're talking about all the bloody movies in history, right? Dead Alive is a great one, right? So it's not until the third act that the chains that the the lawnmower comes out. You know, and when the Lancomore comes out, you're like, oh shit, you know, because it's got to the next level. So that's what this thing missed. It missed that next, that just that next level. Just take it up to the next notch. Uh, and so there's a, there was a little bit of sameness. That being said, hell of a lot of fun. And if the other one was a party movie for the friends that, you know, that group of friends that likes these kind of movies, this is like an absolute party movie yeah. because that length and that sameness will be will be washed away by the beer and other <laughs> things that you're doing and just stopping every so often in the middle of a conversation, looking over like, Oh shit, look what just happened. You know? So this is perfect for that. So a lot of, lot of fun. And this will find um, immediate cult following. Immediate. Yes. Yes. Bruce, what is your rating on project wolf hunting? It might go up. I'm going to say four stars. I'm four, four stars. Solid four, which is good. What about you, Eric? I'm the exact same. I, I think if they tighten it up like just a little bit, this could easily have been like a five star banger, but it's still, it, it's still fun. And just like Bruce said, get, get some friends together and get drunk and fucking have a ball. Cause this, this thing's as far as, and we're in October. This is like the perfect movie <laughs> yeah. to get people over. And it's like, Hey, let's get some beers and watch some fucking bloody. This is the one you want to see. Look, this movie, it comes out in theaters. It's not digital or on demand. It's a well-go USA release. So October 7th in theaters. In my opinion, if it's, if it's available in your local theater, check it out. Especially like Bruce said, if you love movies like Dead Alive, these kind of bloody films, right? Bruce, you're going to say you like that. I was going to say, yeah, no, this is Friday or Saturday night. You've been out, you've had some dinner, you've been going and having some drinks. It's 10 o'clock. There's a showing. That's when you go. You go with yeah. like 10 of your friends and you just get a, shitload of popcorn and candy and you start throwing stuff at the screen. No, don't, don't destroy the yeah, theater. They, 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 don't do that. <laughs> the people that work in the theater are yes. like, don't do that. What the don't fuck are back. you talking about? Do not do that. Can you Metaphorically imagine? throw stuff at the screen. <laughs> well, Bruce and Eric, can you imagine a, a packed house or just, yes. just some people watching Project Wolf yeah. Hunting? Can yes. you imagine? Oh. That, that, yes. that would be a blast. That would be a total blast. Yeah, again, in theaters October 7th. We'd love to hear. Hopefully some of you listeners will go out to check out Project Wolf Hunting. Again, what is the barrier to entry to this movie, Eric Holmes? 
it's just it goes on a little too long but i mean again with the context that we're putting it in like getting friends together i think at that point maybe the length wouldn't matter so much um you know if you're just kind of uh with friends watching it if you're watching it by yourself it's like after about the hour and a half you're like all right we can wrap this up yeah well i'm glad that eric and bruce both loved it enjoyed it they give both four stars for me five stars this could have been 244 minutes (laughs) it might be 244 minutes eric holmes you know why because the director kim hong soon he already has a couple of movies in mind project wolf hunting was actually the middle of a, a possibly planned trilogy you know? I'm, I'm, I'm down for you that. can see that you can yeah. see that you can see that this movie should yeah. have been more than one movie actually yeah. and, and in fact like with all because uh, i mentioned with uh resident evil all the previous uh resident evil movies they hired the wrong uh directors they may hire whoever did this to do the next resident evil that is a very good point they get it they, they, get de- it. <laughs> they definitely get it what's up listeners Force 5 is a show about movie-related top five lists, hosted by me, Blacklist screenwriter and ex-video store cinephile Jason Kleberg. I have a new guest on each week, and the guest gets to pick the topic. Past guests have included film directors, screenwriters, actors, critics, comedians, rappers, artists, and other podcasters. Love or hate our picks, you're guaranteed to walk away thinking, what would be on my list? Search Force 5 wherever you get your pods, or head to force5podcast.com. Speaking of getting it, that those are our two featured reviews for this week. We're doing some rapid fire recommendations. First off, I, what Bruce? I'm reading your Google notes. Best film of the year. I wish I was blonde. What's so going? What, <laughs> what's going? Brunette or blonde? I guess Bruce. Do you want to be a brunette or blonde after this review? I don't know. Let's let's hear uh, what you have to say about no, this Netflix no. film. See my name. My name is Grained. I'm 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 grained. <laughs> <laughs> Blonde on Netflix, waste of time, Bruce, or not? We all know it's a story. Yes. Marilyn, oh, okay. Anything else? Joyce Carol Oates material. <laughs> Anna de Armas says Marilyn Monroe, great performance. I don't know what. It's cinema. fine. She does well. She she's abused, but she does fine. Um, I, I had to watch this out of the curiosity factor, and I know that Eric thought the same thing. Um, I heard Andrew Martin talking about it, and 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 talking about how terrible it was as well. I thought, oh, I had to check this out. I mean, you do have Andrew Dominic, you know, he's done great stuff. If you, if you like his previous stuff, you know, he's got a lot of style, uh, what the the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Ford, right, and then Killing Me Softly. Yeah. Yeah, which is also good. Yeah. Um, the problem with this movie, and I'll just say it shortly, quickly, uh, first of all, it's like... Um, this is like the um, oh what what is the stupid uh, just torture of Jesus movie that <laughs> Mel Gibson made? Passion of Christ. Yeah. Passion this of Christ. Passion, yeah. This is Passion of the Blonde. This is basically tor- torturing her for three hours. Um, but the problem is, everyone will say like, "Well, this is fiction. This isn't a real story, so just don't worry about it." Well, okay, that's great. Then you had three hours to make a well-rounded character. You could make it fictional if you're going to show how this this world of men and the studio system and everything abused this starlet, which is Marilyn Monroe, supposedly in this. Great, you can do that. The way to do that is to show her as a human being to show her potential to show how much more she had to offer and how much we lost by her just being stereotyped as this blonde you know dits in the movies right and being abused behind the scenes but instead they just treat her as a cipher in this movie as well she is a cipher she is just a tool to be tormented and tortured in this movie as a symbol and she's not shown as a real human being so in essence they stereotype her 
in reverse just as much as she was in real life. So that's really the abuse of this movie. And that's why instead of just being two stars for technical and acting, um, it's one star to me because it actually abuses its own message. Wow. One star for you as well, Eric Holmes. Oh, I, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. I thought, oh, okay, okay. Oh, so I guess Andrew Martin from Andrew Watches Movies did not like it. He probably liked it about, about the same level as you did, Bruce. Maybe yeah, he might. Yeah, know, I, I, I'll probably rewind this next week if it's if it's worthwhile. Because uh, after hearing Andrew Martin and then now hearing Bruce, I'm like, this is bad. I guess see how bad this one is. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> well, I am a huge fan of beer. I am a huge, we are huge fans of writer, director, and producer Joe Russo. There's yeah. a movie called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. It's starring Zach Efron. It's based on a true story about a dude who wanted to bring beer to his buddies or buddies or, or, or military uh, vets, uh, soldiers in Vietnam. True story. It's directed by who? Eric Holmes. What did you think of The Greatest uh, Beer Run Ever? It's directed by Peter Farrelly. Um, now, I didn't see uh, Green Room. I know people have problems with this. And I'm looking at reviews on Greatest Beer Run Ever, and I'm seeing people have a problem with this. The The problem people seem to have with this uh, seems to be a similar problem that people have with Don't Look Up, with the, which is uh, um, not so much with Vietnam, but in this one, it's like, oh, of course Vietnam was bad. Do we need to learn that lesson? I'm like, well... How many wars have we had since Vietnam? Right. I, th- I, th- I think we still need the lesson. We haven't got it. Um, this uh, th- this is definitely an anti-war movie. Um, it, and it's funny sometimes. Um, there's a couple scenes where uh, say, we'll say someone gets dropped out of a helicopter. Um, there's, there, there's some basically. So uh, the main guy played by Zac Efron. Zach Efron, thank you. Gold, watch gold. Oh my God, watch gold. In fact, Zach Efron, this needs to be said. Zach Efron's fucking great. I think he had that thing that Brad Pitt had early on in his career where, oh, he's a pretty boy. Fuck that guy. Zach Efron is fucking great, especially recently. But anyway, he's like, uh, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go send some beers to the guys over in Vietnam. You know, we it, it, they're our boys. We gotta we gotta show them that we love them. But he's kind of he's kind of a guy that has ideas, but he never follows through on them. Kind like me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, so he goes to uh, Vietnam, and people are like, "Well, how are you gonna get there?" And he just always finds a way to. Uh, people always are like, "Well, you can't do that," but he always finds a way to subvert that and and kind of get to where he needs to. Um, one of the great things about this movie is that, hey, I got this idea. I'm going to send beer to, I'm going to send beer to my guys and they're going to love it. And then he gets there and he quickly finds out that he's kind of a hindrance to what they're trying to do. Like, um, hey, someone's at blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, tell them to come here. And then they come there. And then when he finds out that he was there to give him a beer, it's like, dude, I almost died getting here. Please don't fucking do this ever again. And so, um, you know, it, it shows the horrors of war. I think for some, it probably doesn't show the horrors enough, but I think it lands its point. And it's also anti-war because it shows a lot of uh, the stupidity of war. Um, as uh, as dangerous as war is and as serious as it is for the people involved in it, war is fucking stupid. We don't need to do war anymore. There's, we've, we've tried war for, um, 
thousands of years. I, I I don't know how old humans are, but we've tried war forever. And that seems to be the only technological advance that we haven't done is to figure out how the fuck to solve disputes without, you know, leader of this plot of land sending people to uh, kill the people of the other leader of another plot of land. War is fucking stupid. And for anyone that thinks that uh, beer, uh, greatest beer run ever is obvious and uh, we don't need to see it because we get it, we don't. We're humans. We're stupid. We can't continue to go to war. We're at war now. We're going to be at war in the future. And you know what? Fuck it. Uh, just any, any movie that's like, uh, hey, war is stupid. Eventually, we got to. Eventually, we got to learn the lesson. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I don't think this is going to be the movie that does it, but it's entertaining and it's got its heart in the right place. And I think it makes its point quite well. So, what, thumbs up on Greatest Beer Run Ever. Cool. What's your rating on the Greatest Beer Run Ever on Apple TV right now? I'm, I'm going to do the same as Don't Look Up. Five stars. Five stars on the Greatest Beer Run Ever. Don't Look Up. Yeah, that's a movie that I remember Bruce and I, we had we had our thoughts on that, right, <laughs> yeah. Bruce? And we, I don't know, we were kind of proven wrong because that was the best picture nominee and actually last year. I, 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 don't, think, was a I don't think this one's going to get there. I hope it does. Actually, I hope it doesn't because if it does, this is going to be like a, if it don't look up one best screenplay, we got so much backlash and this one will do the same thing. But I think this is a important movie, but I don't think it's going to ever get the credit it deserves. But mm. it, this is a good one. Okay. Good one. Five stars. Five star rating. The greatest beer run ever from Eric Holmes. Really love the film. And yeah, five stars. I, I thought you'd probably give it four, but it's cl- almost classic territory for you. It was, it was oh, really yeah. that entertaining. It was a yeah. highly entertaining and, film. And again, fucking Zac Efron. He's fucking killing it. Like everything yeah. I've seen him in, it, like he's just, he's just really proven himself as an actor. Mm. He was and very good. Course, yeah. Russell Crowe. I didn't mention Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe fucking kills it in this as well. Okay. Russell Crowe's really good in this. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the Ted Bundy film with, with Zac Efron, but he was really good in gold. So really very good actor. I, I definitely do agree with you on that. And, you know, I, I thought, I, I remember seeing parts of the Paperboy years ago and I still have to get back and watch that as well. He does some really interesting work. That is our recommendations this week on Cinematics. If you want to check out our video, quick hit video reviews, check out our Cinematics YouTube channel as well. We're trying to build that up along with our Deepest Dream YouTube channel. We have two channels for the purposes of Find Your Film. That is it. We we actually skipped over the skin beating of Peter Beta. Let's do a musical interlude right now. Bruce, you want to do the honors with Pete? Bring him in? Sure. Pete, drop that beat. Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? You lie! No! What's in the fucking box? All right, we're back. There's no what's in the box because next week we're doing James Bridges. Are you okay with that, Bruce? A couple weeks from now, next week you'll you'll, uh, unveil whatever's in the box anyway, right? Sure, yeah. And you guys, oh, I forgot to mention, you guys each need to put a movie, you don't think about it until next week, a movie into the box too, because that way your movies keep coming out of the box at some point too. Oh. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm only, I'm going to keep on putting the same two movies in the box, Bruce. It's going to be, until you pick it, they are going to be Project Wolf Hunting and Raising Kane. Those are the two <laughs> movies that we'll be doing. But we've what seen are, them. <laughs> I know, I know. That's, but that's the point. You know, every time you see Raising Kane and Project Wolf Hunting, it's like spring has sprung. What about you, Eric? If you had two movies to put in the box right now, um, what movies would they be right at the top of your, of your head? What do you think? Bruce, you already saw Iceman, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. The one with T- Timothy Hutton? 
years ago? No, no. the Derman off semis, the uh, I, I think it's a German movie. It's really mm-hmm. fucking good. If okay, you haven't cool. watched it, check that one. Okay. I, 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 I'll, I'll think of something. I'm gonna think of something. <laughs> I, I got I got nothing in my brain. Well, uh Capture Kill release, have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> See, this is a problem versus what was, everything. What was the no, one with John Travolta? No, what was that awesome collaboration with John Travolta and and uh, Limbiscuits Fred Durst? What was that movie that they did? Oh, oh the, fanatic. the fanatic. The fanatic. I love that. Let's put that in too. <laughs> I've seen that too. <laughs> oh yeah, what a movie! All right, Eric Holmes, you want to say something before we get out of here? Find your film. Uh, Dark Glasses on Shutter. New oh, Dario Argento. Okay. Not great, but I think some people like it. I don't know Dario. Who's Dario Argento? I, I skipped some over dude. that. Some dude, Jello guy. Okay, so you, you kind of skip it then. It was a little. Eh. No, and then no, I think I, I think for uh, Dario Argento fans, it'll be worth watching. For non-Dario Argento fans, this, this is not the movie to jump into. Also, um, uh, the Dead Place, the uh, oh. Indiegogo campaign is up, and we donated some money to it. And, and I think if anyone else wants to, and we'll we'll keep you up up to date as the weeks go on. Um, but uh, yeah, who's the director that you interviewed this week? Last uh, week, Mike, Michael Pickle. Michael Pick guy, and I want to see what this thing does. So I I, I hope the uh, hope the uh, Indiegogo campaign is a success. And if anyone wants to donate to it, you probably should. Probably should. It'll probably be cool. We'll see we will, what happens. We will leave the Dead Place links below on our show notes, so you can actually find that out. And I also leave a link to the previous interview that. Eric Holmes did with Michael Pickle. Very interesting interview that he did. It's around 25, 27 minutes and uh, should be really interesting regarding the dead place. Now, Bruce Perky, final thoughts before we go. Oh my gosh. Uh, final thoughts before we go. Um, I think you should listen to cinematics this week. I have a feeling it's going to be really good. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling Oh, something about it is different this week. What is it? Hmm. I don't know. I'm not ready for it, guys. We will see you next week here. Oh, cinematics. Actually, Bruce is wearing the cinematic shirt. Love that. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, Eric Holmes, you were wearing the Greg when he had an afro and it wasn't balding as a 51-year-old shirt. Really love that beautiful heavy metal jacket. We will see you next week here on Find Your Film. Take care, guys. Have a great week watching movies. <laughs>